Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, March 12, 2023. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. At once, I say most welcome to our Bible study online at this hour of Friday. At this hour, every Friday, we get together thanks to your interest and initiative to select and study, to read and reflect on the Gospel assigned for next Sunday, the third Sunday of Lent. We are right in the middle of the season of Lent, by the way, which has six and a half weeks. So on this third Sunday of Lent, God willing, Aside from reading and reflecting on the cycle A gospel, this time written by St. John, and we shall read only the short form. But then we have also to refer to the cycle B, St. John chapter 2, and cycle C, St. Luke chapter 13. So those are the ABC Gospels assigned for this coming third Sunday of Lent. As we have grown accustomed to do, we are looking for a point of convergence between the three Gospels and try to highlight and drive home a point, hopefully to learn a lesson for us during this Lent. During this season of Lent, we are expected to spend our days in spirit and in truth. That's what we shall learn from John 4 to John 2 to Luke 13. And so before we listen to the reading by Miss Bay Still of the shorter form of uh, John 4, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. 
reflect on it with hope and uh, realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find fulfillment, freedom, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we open our respective Bibles. Mine is already very torn, but we open to John 4. Please. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Thank you, thank you, Miss Bastille, for reading the long gospel 
which is a very interesting and relevant lesson for us to learn. As I have just said, we select and study only one point of convergence between the three Gospels. And the point is this. Jesus went to this territory of Samaritans called Samaria. He had sent to the town proper his disciples to buy bread. So he was alone, seated by the well of Jacob, Jacob's well. He was seated with his back on the wall of the river, of the well, not on, not on the well, but seated, especially where it was cooler because it was noontime. So he was alone for a while. Then a Samaritan woman came to fetch water at noontime. This is a very interesting story because Jesus, as a Jew, was forbidden by the law of Moses to speak with a woman in public. And especially with a Samaritan. The Samaritans were enemies of the Jews because when their territory was invaded by the pagans, the Assyrians, they intermarried with them and so they became impure and they became enemies of the Jews. But Jesus who has come to fulfill the law of love your enemies, precisely talked to this Samaritan woman. To break the silence, therefore, Jesus really a very good teacher. He started with what is very, very natural at the well of Jacob to a woman about to fetch water. Naturally, Jesus says, give me a drink. He must have said, please. But I'm sure she gently said it. And this is what we, I call a very gentle call to a gradual conversion. Give me a drink. And then the woman said, Why do you speak to me? You are a Jew and I am a woman. You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. We are not supposed to talk to each other. But Jesus said, If only you knew who is talking to you, you would ask for a living water. The woman said, You have no bucket. How can you give me a, a water? So the woman did not fly high from the natural give me drink 
Jesus flew higher to a supernatural living water, but the woman did not fly with him, as only John knows how to. So, Jesus says, you must have a problem. You call your husband. You must have a family problem because you cannot rise above the natural. And the woman confessed, Sir, I have had no husband. Oh, yes, Jesus said, you have had five men in your lives and the sex you are living with is not your husband. And so the woman said, you must be a prophet. But then he said, don't, don't let us talk about personal problems, Lord. Let's talk about God and man. Let's talk about worshiping God. And Jesus said, yes, you Samaritans, you worship God on this mountain Hermon. While we Jews, we worship God in Jerusalem at the temple. But I tell you, woman, the hour is coming, and it is now here, that God, who is spirit, will be worshipped by people in spirit and in truth. In spirit, because God is not localized in mountains or temples, but God is everywhere, is spirit, and he, for who he really is, he is understood by those who worship him in spirit and in truth. When the woman heard this, she ran back home. She forgot her bucket, her pitcher, her, and told all the Samaritans that the prophet, the Messiah, I have seen. Anyway, the point I'm driving at is this. Jesus was teaching this woman about a new religion, about a new relationship between God and man, about how to worship God who is spirit in spirit and in truth. That was the teaching to this woman from Samaria. Let us now turn to John 2, the cycle B gospel. It's about Jesus precisely in Jerusalem, at the temple. And what did he do? With a whip, he drove away the animals, the oxen, the sheep, the doves, who were, which were sold for sacrifice, because it is at the temple of Jerusalem where sacrifices of animals were done. Jesus was saying them then to the temple authorities, Stop this religion with sacrifices of animals. Meaning, I am 
going to establish a new religion, a new relationship, a new way to worship God in spirit and in truth. That's why he said, destroy this temple, pointing at his own body. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will build it up. So, the new religion will be founded on his body, which we know has been sacrificed. Precisely, Jesus was telling everybody that the new religion, his Christianity, would have himself this victim of sacrifice offered to God. So, that is it. From the Gospel according to John chapter 4, in his long conversation with the woman, and here with the temple authorities, he has dared to tell them, stop this kind of worship. Worship God in spirit and in truth. What is this? How do we worship God in spirit and in truth? Let's go to the third gospel. The gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus was telling the Pharisees a parable, the parable of the fig tree, which for three years was very unfruitful. But the gardener very gently requested the owner not to cut it down, but to leave it alone for yet another three years. So that, he said, after I dig around it, I'll cultivate around it and fertilize it, it may bear fruit one day. Remember, fig trees do not need any care at all. But this gardener said, I'll take good care of it. Around it, I will cultivate the ground and fertilize it, manure it. This is what we are expected to do when we worship God in spirit and in truth. By therefore being fruitful, not just faithful, by being productive in good works. How? We have first the Holy Mass. At the Holy Mass, we hear what the celebrant says, repeating what Jesus has said. Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body. So that's the first time, the first thing we are asked to do. 
to eat of his body sacramentally, of course. And then, when we eat his body and drink his blood, we proclaim his death until he comes again. So, whenever we go to Mass, we worship God, Jesus as God, in spirit and in truth, by not only listening to his gospel, but also by receiving his body and blood. But more than that, Jesus actually, by establishing a new religion, was saying, remember, to Simon Peter, you are Simon, but from now on you shall be called Peter, meaning rock. And on this rock I will build my church. And this church is what is called now his mystical body. Pope John Paul, the Pope Pius XII, Pope Pius XII wrote an encyclical letter precisely on the mystical body of Christ. We who are all baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are the members of that mystical body of Christ. This body of Christ which we now call the One Holy Catholic Apostolic Church is identified with his kingdom of God in Matthew, kingdom of heaven. So the church, the kingdom of God, is open to all of us. As church, we are one, holy, catholic, apostolic. And as kingdom, we are men and women of peace anchored on truth, justice, love, and freedom. So there you have enough spirit and truth. On the one hand, you have the mystical body, on the other, the kingdom of God on earth. How, therefore, we should behave as church, as mystical body, as members of the kingdom. Let us read Vatican document, the, the pastoral constitution of the church in the modern world. Gaudium et spes, which precisely describes to us how as church citizens in a country but are Christians members of the mystical body how can we behave in the area of economics in the arena of politics and on the altar of religion that is how we are expected to behave this land in spirit and in truth behaving not only believing, but behaving as baptized Christians, faithful and fruitful, 
truthful and trustworthy. Our Lord Jesus Christ to describe the kingdom of heaven on earth or the kingdom of God has written 70 parables or he has told read 70 parables and each parable is a description of how the kingdom men and women should believe and behave accordingly. So now is the time to read spiritual reading these parables of our Lord. Remember, it's only Saint John who has written this parable about Jesus and the woman. And there is a very good point to drive home from this gospel as we go to the other gospel of Jesus who goes to the temple to cleanse it. Because he was saying, I am going to establish a new form of worshiping God in spirit and in truth. You may ask, then why do we have basilicas? Why do we have churches and chapels <coughs> if God is worshiping spirit? Because we men and women and children, we are made of bodies and souls. We are not pure spirits. So it is our bodies, it is us human beings who need the churches. And in order to prove that God actually is above all these locations. We adorn the church with gold, with everything that God deserves. Although He is spirit, but we give Him what is right, as we say, and not what is left. We give Him all that we have as if he needed a church. It is not he who needs the church. It is we who need the church. But we prove that God indeed deserves a beautiful church or chapel. So, inside a church or inside a chapel... We behave as baptized children. We stand up to begin the church, make the sign of the cross, because we are saved by the cross of Christ, and say in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because we have been baptized in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we say, Amen. So I repeat, that first Amen at the very beginning of the Mass is very meaningful. So let us all come on time to participate as a community in that very penitential rite we call. When everyone would say, I confess through my fault, through my fault, through my fault. Let us try to make our worship on every Lord's Day made holy 
at every mass that we attend. Let's make it as spiritual as we can. That's why during this Lent there will be violet the liturgical color. The altar is not decorated with flowers. Musical instruments are not played. Why? Precisely to tone down whatever materialistic ways of worshiping God in silence, in solitude, in sacredness. During Holy Week, all the images, all the visual aids in church will be covered so that we will focus our attention, our affection on God, the Spirit, and in truth we worship Him. Whenever, therefore, you practice, say, the stations of the cross, be spiritually minded. Fall on your knees and on your knees worship God in spirit and in truth. When fasting on Good Friday together with abstinence every Friday, let us be spiritually minded. I repeat that fasting and abstinence are not practices that are stomachal but are mental. It is with the willpower that is being trained to say no to what is good, to what is ours, because to be good is to say yes to God and no to Satan. That's why when we are reminded of our baptism that we vowed to reject Satan, to say no to him, to say get away Satan, even as we say with Jesus, get behind me Satan and learn more from me, listen to me. Spiritual reading would be very good to do during this season of Lent. So here I pause for some of your reflections. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. 
It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Thank you for the reminder to be faithful and fruitful, especially in the Holy Mass. The mystical body and the kingdom of God together. I appreciate the Holy Mass even more. Thank you for the explanations. If only we are attentive at Mass, attention plus affection that we mean to worship God, to listen to Jesus. We shall go forth when the Mass is ended, I tell you, energized. So thank you for the reflection. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. How do we maintain and practice spiritual mindedness? How? Do we maintain and practice spiritual mindedness? When we go home after Mass, try always to find time to fall on your knees and pray together as a family. It has been said and is very, very true, the family that prays together, stays together. Every happy family resembles all other happy families, but an unhappy family is unhappy on its own at home and at work try to perform your work as honestly as you can whatever it is and how hard it may be that is what we are expected to do after mass when the mass is ended when we go forth home work be happy at home. Be honest at work. Hello, Mons. I like your reflection to continue to believe and behave as baptized Christians by reading more about Jesus and the saints as our mentors and models are really good practice this land to have a deeper relationship 
with our Savior Jesus Christ. That's true. That's true. Belief <coughs> and behavior. Creed and code. That's how we should spend our days, especially these days of Lent. With its spiritual exercises, retreats, recollections, etc. Don't let us escape the heat of summer by going to beaches and meditate there. That's not good. Don't let us escape from the heat of summer of Lent but instead we should suffer if heat makes our lives uncomfortable it is because it has a purpose to make us uncomfortable with our lives and therefore we are made to think of change, to change for the better. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Thank you for your reflection that in this Lenten season, we are called for solitude and simplicity. That's why there are no decorations in the churches and images covered so we can focus our attention to Jesus. That's true. That is true. So, if the need of the hour is practice, so we go to practice what we want to achieve. Worship God in spirit and in truth. This picture, by the way, may not be properly done. You see, Jesus, at noon time, was seated not on the well, but by the well. So he was seated by the well with his back on the wall of the well. And the woman has been standing all the time. This is a very good pose in a drama. This is very, very fitting. Jesus, the teacher, was seated and the woman standing for action. When she ran home and forgot her bucket, that was the sense of urgency that she felt. And when the Samaritans, after hearing her, ran to Jesus and heard Jesus, even Jesus stayed two hours with them, or two days with them, and they said, now we believe, not because of what the woman said, but because of what you have told us. So the woman became an apostle. She, she was sent to other Samaritans, and the Samaritans came to believe in Jesus.
maayong buntag mons it is really is it, it is really true that if we pray as a family together in our knees bent down there is much grace peace and compassion towards each other salamat sa dios that is very very true especially at home with so many gadgets to distract us from getting together. I dare you parents to call together your children, the older ones and the younger ones, together and dare say, you put off Mona, the computers and the laptops and let us say together the Holy Rosary. It takes a lot of courage for a mother or a father to say that to today's children. But I love families that happily get together to pray together. How do we deal with the practice of corruption How? in the workplace when we want to behave and practice like a good Christian? How do we deal? Deal? With the practice of corruption in the workplace, when we want to behave and practice like a good Christian. If you are an honest worker in the midst of dishonest fellow workers, you should be courageous enough to contaminate them with your good example. Why should you fear that they would contaminate you with their bad examples? So, good examples, they always attract. Believe me, the grace of God, if only we cooperate with the grace of God at work, we can believe and trust in Him that He will precisely move these dishonest workers to work honestly. So try to work as honestly as you can and be a good example to attract the dishonest ones. You should be courageous enough, strong enough to believe that grace is stronger than nature. Remember a gentle call to gradual conversion is what we are after. The conversion may not be immediate, but the calling should be gentle. Gentle calling to gradual conversion. It took a lot of words from Jesus to convert this woman. St. Paul, it took three years 
from soul called to conversion to Paul. Mons, by your reflections and explanations, we feel spiritually nourished and hopeful. Salamat kaayo, Mons, and we pray for your good health as we continue being close to Jesus. Salamat, Sister Arlene, for helping Mons Dakai. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rin. Thank you for all you have been and have done for us. God is never outdone in generosity. Worship God in spirit and in truth. So, here we pause for our final blessing. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye, and see you again next Friday. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Gian signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Gian, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 